following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports, your number one source for quality sports gear. Stinger Sports, look great, feel great, play great. Visit them today online at www.stingerwoodbats.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Tip of the Cab podcast. I am here with Joe and Lance from Area Scouts. What's going on, guys? What's up, Derek? How's it going, Derek? How you guys doing today? Got a, you know, got a got a wild year going on. Living the dream down here in sunny Florida. <laughs> Everything's almost back to normal up here in Massachusetts. We're back on the field, except we still obviously got to do the social distancing. Kids got to bring their own chairs. They're sitting up the right field, left field line with their masks on. But other than that. Games as usual. I got three of them tonight. Yeah, it's about uh, it's about par with what Buffalo's got going on right now too. So, um, so I I heard from you guys a couple days ago. Uh, you guys reached out and you wanted to you know jump on the podcast and talk about the the area scout service and what you guys are doing. And from what I've looked into, you guys got an interesting thing going on. Um, why don't we start off with just kind of explaining who you guys are and what you do. Okay, so um, my name's Lance Baldwin. I've been uh, coaching. Uh, I coach in an independent league in South Florida back in the 90s. I'm in my, my late 40s now, so that dates me. Um, I'm from Boston originally. I lived in South Florida for 20 years. And then got an opportunity uh, to be involved uh, in uh, professional sports. So I, I moved back to the Boston area. And uh, as I was up here um, coaching my three kids, I noticed a big trend in numbers dropping in sports. And um, just with the disconnect that I saw with uh, athletes, youth athletes not having resources to improve, uh, and that wasn't so alarming as, uh, as it was to notice that they had no resources and and properly um, you know proper mechanics how to uh, train how to stretch um, basically just overall uh, mechanics of the game that they were not being taught and then I started seeing as my kids got a little older I started seeing the kids uh, going down to uh, injuries going down as, as young as you know 10 11 years old uh, noticed kids um, saying that they no longer wanted to play because their elbow hurt, their shoulder hurt, uh, this and that. And um, over the course of time, I moved here uh, back to the Boston area in 2010, and here we are in 2020. Uh, our program has dropped in half, so we've gone from 1,200 kids to about uh, 700 kids in a 10 year span and that's while our population increased by 6,000. So uh, I saw a major need over these years of, of these numbers dropping and kids um, leaving the game uh, to develop something that would keep the kids healthy and, um, and improve their performance that thus for keeping them interested in the game and, and the numbers uh, to start picking up again. So that was my goal of creating area scouts. All right. Nod. Joe, what about you? I grew up in the Boston area, uh, played, played ball in college, was big for a while, uh, blew out my knee, got in a terrible accident, they were my dreams. This is this is just unreal, man. I 
I appreciate everything that Lance is doing. Dr. McGovern, Dr. McGovern's added to the platform. Lance touched on uh, the health aspect, but he basically invented this new methodology called the Game Theory that's an acronym for Graded Active Movement Exam, but he's using basic kinesiology, basic human movement to predict future injuries. So, you know, that kid who was working his tail off <coughs> 18 years to get that scholarship to play Pickett College, uh, and then a week one of spring training blows out his elbow because of terrible mechanics, loses his scholarship. It, it just, it, it isn't fair. It, 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 it's an unfair situation. Now that I'm down here, especially, I see the cost that it's keeping these kids to play in, play in you know, tournaments, and it's just crazy when the, the development isn't there, but the, the tournaments are there. And we come from a whole separate side. We're, we're a completely value-added uh, product to everything that these tournaments are doing. Where we, you know, we, we can house the metrics, we can house statistics. Everything's changed on a real-time basis. Uh, you know, we, we, we score everything from you know, health-wise to how the kid is, yeah, whether the statistics or, you know, at the end of the day, with some of the people that we have on board the platform, a pro scouting report is made that he can, he can, he or she can print off and directly submit it to an athletic director, a scout, a recruiter, a, uh, a coach, whoever it may be that they're interested in playing. And because, the, because our metrics are, and our stats are updated real time, it shows progress and or development. Awesome. That, that, that's why I, that, that's why I, I encourage and love everything that we do. And if you don't mind me, I'm going to uh, just touch on that for a second. So Joe mentioned two things, uh, the people we have on board. So, so I actually uh, created this, you know, and I, I'm not saying this to give myself the credit. Uh, I'm saying it who got because I want to touch on who came on board after the fact. So I created this platform myself, and it's been eight years of myself working with two development teams here in the United States and another one overseas. It wasn't until I kind of got to the 11th hour and of developing this uh, platform and um, until uh, Mike Medici, who is a, a professional scout with the Texas Rangers, came on board. Ryan LaVarnway, who's just got call back up to uh, the major leagues uh, yesterday. Uh, he's on board as the national catching director. Again, after the fact, this is after they saw the value in the platform. Uh, Josh Zide, who is a pitching director, um, a pitching instructor in the major leagues currently, he came on board after the fact. So these are people who are uh, coming on board, and we have an, another handful of others. But these are people that are, all have come on board with no compensation. These are people who are coming on with no personal vested or financial interest uh, invested in the software. They came on to basically for all of the reasons that I mentioned, wanting to keep kids healthy and wanting to increase their performance by using this platform. So uh, just that alone has been a huge uh, impact on me, huge impact on the platform. It's growing a lot faster than I ever anticipated just because of the people who have jumped in here. 
and um, and as Joe touched on, as far as um, you know, oh, really our health initiative is number one. Uh, performance is number two, which which they kind of go hand in hand. But uh, when Joe says real time, so what that does is that gives the athletes kind of a real time look of how they are performing today. What's happening a lot in the game today, and I'm not. Uh, you'll never hear me talk bad about any organization out there. I believe everyone is doing things for the, I like to believe everyone's doing things for the right re reason. But the issue today is there's a lot of programs out there that the kids go get their metrics collected. And what happens is if those numbers are high, you get a lot, in, and I'm talking all the way down to 10, 11, 12, 13, like crazy ages that parents are making commitments to schools. And they're based on these one, this one value, this one metric that is recorded on a weekend. And then that athlete gets to, you know, if they don't do it the following year, those numbers stay with those kids. So if you don't update them, it mean a thing. All that's saying is, yeah, we want to play for this school. But when the time comes for the kids to play for that school and they've not applied anywhere else, and they've not talked to any other uh, colleges, when they go to play for that school, if that kid is not performing up to the level of those numbers, that college just simply sends you to a junior college, and you're out. You're not playing for a Division One school, and, and that's based on just these numbers that were randomly collected on a weekend. We collect them, they, we can collect them every day if they want. So our numbers are in real time, our athletes know where they are every single day. Our recruiters know where our athletes are every single day. There's no miscommunication. The numbers are real. If they're healthy, they're playing. If they're not, it's recorded on the platform. There's no more um, gray areas. The athletes are who they are when they make those commitments, and they're who they are when they start playing for those schools. Awesome. Now I'm gonna I wanna I wanna ask one question that's not related to the area scouts thing and it's kind of just more of a kind of something I wanted your opinion on that I thought of while you guys were talking, um, and then we'll dive more into the area scouts thing. One of the things that I've seen as both a coach and a fan of the game is is that rise in injuries at younger ages, and I think some of that has to do with kids getting so big and so fast, so young, and throwing so hard, so young that that's causing more strain on their body that they're not, they're not equipped to handle. Um, do you guys see that? Do you guys agree, disagree? Is there, is there, is there something that, you know, with your system that you guys, you know, can help prevent that in some way? Yeah, that's, that's where Dr. So Dr. Kevin McGovern, um, uh, that was the first name that Mike had mentioned. Um, I mean, Joe, oh, Joe had mentioned. Uh, so Dr. Kevin McGovern, um, I, I met him, Actually, about 10 years ago, I had a, uh, I had major back problems to the point that I was literally, my back would just give out a, a really weak core, and um, my back would just give out to the point where I had to, I had to be brought by ambulance to the hospital several times because I just get, got these, I just got paralyzed. I'd literally hit the ground, my back would give out, and I'd have these, these um, muscle spasms that were probably the most painful thing I've ever felt in my life. And um, so I went to every doctor in Massachusetts, as you know, we're probably one of the top medical states in the country. 
and uh, every single person, I didn't want to hear it, but every single person, every single doctor told me I had to have surgery. Uh, no one addressed anything about my daily routines, you know, as simple as how do I bend down to pick something up. Like, you would think that's just common sense, like, it's too simple to even matter. And, and no one ever asked me that. No one ever asked me what kind of training I was doing, what kind of exercises I was doing, what kind of stretches, never. It was always just, let's set a date, let's cut you open, and let's do this surgery. That's all they cared about, every one of these doctors, including Larry Bird's doctor, who suggested that I needed to have surgery. That was the only way this was going to fix the issue. So it was finally when I was going for my sixth or seventh opinion, I just didn't want to hear it anymore. Um, I was waiting to find this one doctor that said I didn't need it, and I went to a doctor in Boston, and he handed me a, his business card with a name on the back of it. And it was Dr. Kevin McGovern. He said, go see this guy. I went and saw Dr. Kevin McGovern again. That was in 2010 or 2011, around there. And um, he put me on a routine. Actually, the, I, believe, I believe, I don't think game uh, was a thing back then. That's what... He has trademarked um, this program as now, uh, but I believe that because I recognize a majority of the things he was having me do then are the same things that are in the game program today that are teaching kids to move properly. That's all he did was taught me how to move properly, trained my core, did, did just key exercises, key training, and literally I would say in six months I was able to, I had to, I had a stronger core, stronger back, never had another back injury, and it's been, you know, eight, nine years now, and, and I couldn't do anything I want to do. Before, I couldn't, I couldn't even sleep, I couldn't walk, I couldn't do anything. So, um, the basis of this is the game um, program allows, it shows kids how to move properly prior to the injury. People shouldn't be going to PTs after they are injured it's kind of you know doesn't make any sense why aren't why aren't we going to pts to learn how to move properly before we get hurt why are we going to them after catastrophic injuries and then making them pick up the pieces so that's where game theory comes in we fix it before it happens uh, are we guaranteeing that every player is never going to get injured absolutely not um, but in a case like mine, I can guarantee you that if I had been doing the things that were taught in this game test, I never would have had back issues in my life. I, I know that for a fact. So I know that this does prevent injuries, and it's probably one of the best ways we can not promise, but uh, at least promise parents that we, are, we can give them the best possibility of the athletes to stay healthy. Can't say they'll never get injured but we will give them the boss, the best chance to stay healthy on the field. Absolutely. Awesome. Joey, want to add anything to that or? Well, Lance touched, well, Lance touched on it completely. I just, I, I encourage you. Like I, I've been through enough where I've been through uh, personal experiences. I've been uh, about a year and a half of my life in inpatient therapy. I've had 10 surgeries, 10 other procedures where I've been in outpatient therapy for years years and years i like the, kevin's game theory wouldn't have uh helped me because of the, the, the injury itself but 
watching what he does now versus what a therapist does after the fact is completely different. It, 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 like, it's almost like putting like, a band-aid over a broken arm. When, when you go to a therapist, they get you back to being not 100%, but back, they get you back to being okay. You know, you go, you go in for a broken leg, you do your therapy, okay, you, you can walk a little better now that your cast is off, have a good day. But they, they, don't, they, they don't make you 100% anymore. I'm not saying Dr. McGovern does, but it, I, I completely believe in, in, in what, he, what, what he's doing for athletes. So the, like he's successfully Lance, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he's predicted like the last 12 years in a row, uh, Tommy Jones, certainly three weeks ago, he, he gave me two names that were going to be, uh, that were going to end up blowing out their arms and shooting. Lo and behold, was again. It's just using, it's using basic human movement to confirm, you know, future injury. Right. So, so this sounds a lot like a treating the problem, not the symptoms. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's becoming more and more, uh, prevalent in today's day and age. I can tell you from even, you know, other, you know, non-physical therapy, non-sports related medicine, you know, people trying to attack the actual problem, not just treating the, you know, treating the symptoms. Like, you know, if I can treat the problem, it's one treatment as opposed to there's nine symptoms of the problem. So here's nine different things to do to, you know, to basically subdue the nine different symptoms. And, you know, doctors are seeing a lot more success with treating the problem than treating the symptoms because if you treat the symptoms, the problem doesn't go away. You just learn to tolerate the symptoms better. So that's, this is actually very fascinating to hear from me. I really, I'm, I'm already enjoying this conversation and we're not, like we're, we're barely scratching the surface right now, I feel like. So let's, let's dive into, you know, we, we've kind of touched on, you know, you guys and, you know, why you got, to starting area scouts and you've touched on, you know, how area scouts and the, uh, I believe you use the term application or their, the system, um, updates in real time for metrics for these kids. So well, why don't you guys take me into exactly? So, so I'm an athlete and I want to get into area scouts. I want, you know, I, I want, I want to be part of this. What do, what do I do as an athlete and what, what is what's in it for me? So initially, um, so you faded out a little bit, but I'm um, when you asked that. But um, I'm guessing you're saying as a as a parent, uh, your athlete wants to come on board the platform. Where do they start? It was that kind of the question. Yes. Okay. So uh, Mike Medici is in charge of kind of part one of that. There's there's a kind of a three step process. Uh, so initially, there is an evaluation that Mike Medici has put together. Uh, again, Mike is a professional scout and um, has spent a couple of years, I believe, working on this part of it. And uh, he's developed an evaluation, initial evaluation when they come on board the platform that uh, measures great or grades these uh, athletes coming on to give them kind of that first um, look as at an athlete when they're coming on the platform so that we can see where they have grown or where they have uh, increased in performance or whatever their attributes are uh, moving forward on the platform. So he has one evaluation uh, because you actually touched on 
when the kids hit their growth spurt and the injuries being kind of prevalent more then. Uh, it's kind of when they're hitting the big diamond in the uh, 13 years old uh, age. So he did one 13 years old and up because he believes that is a bit of a different athlete than obviously 12 and under. That's kind of the point where they start to become, you know, start really getting looked at. And, and you kind of know at that point at 13 who are going to be, you know, the players who can perform. So he did one um, evaluation. So you'll start at either the 13 and up uh, evaluation from Mike or the 12 and under. So Mike teaches our evaluators exactly everything he knows as far as being a scout. So you come on as an evaluator and you get trained uh, through Mike's training. And when you're done with it, uh, everyone I've, everyone that has taken Mike's training has literally come out of there and said they learned more in that in that training that they, than they've known their entire time watching kids. So it's and and even uh, our major league players who have gone through it have um, you know praised Mike on the thing. Even they picked up things on this. So it's. It's definitely not, you know, I know there's a lot of people in baseball that, you know, you, you meet them that feel like they kind of know everything. There's nothing you can tell them. There's still something you always get out of, out of Mike's evaluation uh, training for sure. So that's where the athletes start. You go, uh, you get that evaluation done that was created by Mike. At that point, those uh, uh, grades go on the platform. That's step one. So step two is... You go through the game test. So same thing, Kevin teaches uh, the game test so that you are actually doing everything that essentially a PT is doing as far as the evaluation side of it. So uh, you go, you have the athlete go through the game test, and you then uh, upload the grades again to the platform. In order to do this and get this evaluation, um, for the athlete, it's, uh, the initial evaluation is $97, and then we'd only charge $20 a month to maintain this forever. So for as long as your athlete is, is playing and doing you know, evaluations, recording their metrics, recording their, score, their grades, it's $20 a month. So uh, extremely reasonable financially for everyone. That was another, you know, I, I knew when I was creating this, uh, I saw all of the uh, the numbers rising over the years we've all seen it uh, you know there's kids that literally cannot touch any of these programs that are out there they're just way out of financially they can't even come close i mean and i've i, I you know i'm in actually a, a town that's known for having money and i still hear it here and and, and then again this is a, a, a affluent town that i live in and there's still I'd say 25% of the parents say, you know, my son can't afford that. My daughter can't afford those programs. So they're all out of reach of some of these resources, uh, good or bad. So our program allows everyone to get involved in it. And um, so kids that are playing AAU, kids that are in uh, special training programs, they can still be part of us. Kids that are not, they can still be part of us. Um, so we don't discriminate against anyone. Every, we, want, we welcome everybody to come on the platform and benefit from it. At that point, um, at the evaluation, it's usually an hour it takes to get onto the platform, do the evaluation. Uh, your metrics are recorded for pretty much the same reason that uh, Mike's evaluation grades are recorded, to see where you're advancing through our training and through uh, the game tests 
and um, you know everything that you're learning through the platform. So this way we have benchmarks and you, you carry forward with these benchmarks, see where you're advancing. In the meantime, we also have what's called red flags. So any of these grades, metrics, or um, evaluation scores that drop below an average or a number that is assigned by one of our major league directors or Dr. Kevin McGovern or Mike Medici, uh, they'll get notified, your evaluator will get notified that there's an issue with that athlete, whether it be just a performance issue or more importantly, a health issue, and that'll come up on the game test. If there's something that they're not passing on the games, game test, there is 100% something wrong, and it has to be, obviously be addressed. So none of our kids get to just play and play through pain and play through injury. These flags come up, and, these, and they're addressed one at a time. If there's any flag, there's a date stamp and a time stamp on these flags. So we're notified all the time how long, when they pop up, and how long they've been there, and we make sure that they get addressed. And if they can't be addressed by the evaluator, it goes right up the chain to the next person up. And so our goal is to have all of these athletes on this platform. Everyone's improving, everyone's staying healthy, and if there are any red flags, that's our number one priority to make sure these kids are not being forced or, or convinced that they can still play through, these, through the abnormal pain and injuries that uh, are happening today. I'm, I'm seeing, I saw a kid yesterday, I saw it in the, in the box scores on a tournament. Um, and, you know, again, I don't mention any names, but it was a, he was an 11 year old, I think. And they had him throw two games in a row over the weekend in a double header. And the kid threw, I think 280 pitches in, in two games back to back at 11 years old. I mean, absolutely not, not, you know, you just can't, can't do it. And it's uh, just things like that. And, you know, that kid was on our platform. I guarantee you he's, if he's being uh, used like that, he's probably most of uh, 90% sure he's probably going through some abnormal pain and that flag would have come up and we could have addressed right away, you know, how much is this kid throwing every week? And it would have, you know, that kid never would have pitched over the weekend. That kind of pitches if he had been on our platform. Yeah. I actually saw that, uh, I saw, I actually saw and shared that tweet that, uh, you know, saw the game changer stats of the kid throwing like 119 pitches in the first game and a hundred and change in the second game. That was, that was insane. Like that's, you know, and of course there's your naysayers like, Oh, there's, you know, there's no way like maybe they just didn't, you know, sub him out when he subbed out. Like, well, then he kept the same kid on the, on the mountain, a second new game. Like, why are you using game changer at that point? Like it's. I use Game Changer. It doesn't do anything for you if you don't move players around because you don't get good stats out of it then. So, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I saw that and that almost, you know, boiled my blood a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's uh, that sound, that that's awesome. It sounds so in-depth. Um, it almost sounds a little daunting. It's so in-depth. But so when, when, they use the, um, when they use the program, how... How easy is it for these kids to to use this and to to adapt it to just something that they do regularly? Um, so they get you know they have to be on the platform to interact with their evaluator, um, just so that everything is. Uh, we want everything on. We try to keep everything on the platform so that's that we have everything between you know. That's what kind of builds up 
the resume so that you see the interaction, you see uh, all these metrics uh, being entered, the, the, uh, any kind of communication between the evaluator and the athlete, um, that's all recorded on the platform. So we try to keep everything on there. The parent or the, um, again, depending on the age of the athlete, uh, them keeping track of the platform and that's why you know you're kind of paying the $28 a month to um, to have this right now it is um, mobile um, com um, compliant or mobile compatible um, we are building right now it should be done in October an actual you can use it on your phone iPad everything but we're building the actual app that will be available in the App Store, and that will be uh, done probably mid to late October, and that will be a more uh, interactive um, thing where you'll get notifications on your phone, you know, a little pop-up flag on your phone, and that sort of thing. That isn't completed yet. Again, we just launched uh, the second week of April, so we're we're literally brand new. It doesn't feel like it because again, I've, I've been you know we've really grown a lot more a lot quicker than I thought and just if you would ever tell me um, that we'd have the people on the platform that we have today if you had told me that just six months ago I never would have believed you I mean I, my my thing was as I was building this I was kind of uh, you know just being completely transparent here my idea was that you know our evaluators I mean our you know person making up that first evaluation for the athletes would be maybe a, a high school coach or a college you know coach that just had a lot of experience and I really trusted them and and that sort of thing did I ever dream that I'd have a major league baseball scout doing our initial evaluation absolutely not never in my wildest maybe five years from now I thought that could be a possibility did I ever think that we'd have a major league pitching instructor being our pitching director right now absolutely not so these things have just um, um i have to kind of pinch myself sometimes because i can't <laughs> believe um you know where this is coming just a short couple months so we are still brand new uh, in that capacity so things like you just said as far as being on the platform every day it's it's going to be a lot easier having that app right on your phone and we are uh, in the development of that right now but right now i would say an athlete needs to check in at least you know, once a week on the platform and just um, kind of keep up with everything that's going on. Right on. Joe, uh, anything to add? Anything you want to chime in on there? Yeah, man, you know, I, so going back to what Lance said about the kids being from an affluent town and 25% of those kids uh, can't even afford some of these uh, tournaments that cost, you know, 1500 a couple grand for the weekend. Coming from my neck of the woods down in Florida now, where I, it's not a very affluent, uh, an affluent state. You know, the average household income is probably forty grand across the state. These kids, like, what kills me is these kids are spending X amount of thousands of dollars to play in this tournament to get that one metric of exit below. I'm just making that up. And if they had a terrible tournament, the only way they're going to update it is if they spend another couple thousand dollars. Where, you know. $20 a month is 10% of what they're, for, for the entire year, is 10% of what they're paying over the course of a weekend. And to be able to update that to show progress, to show development, it, it's, it's priceless. 
it, it truly is invaluable. It, it, it's an invaluable product for for athletes to be able to use. I mean, I they, I I couldn't believe in it anymore. You know, and that's you know obviously. I don't think you'd be here talking about it if you didn't believe in it. So I, uh, I absolutely, you know, appreciate that. Now, how does this go alongside? And I know we kind of talked about this privately uh, when we initially started this conversation. How does this go with something like PBR or Perfect Game or you know one of these showcase events or showcase programs that are out there that help these kids get noticed? Like how 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 does does this work? In, is this com- com- competition for them? Is this work hand in hand? You know, kind of. Let's go. Let's go down that road a little bit. So, Ed, do you want to answer, Joe? Uh, can Can I start and then you can finish? Sure. So we are a completely value added product for PBR, Perfect Game, et cetera, et cetera. They we can house their statistics that they or their metrics that they uh, that they take over the course of a weekend. We can all we can also. Hold the kids on the platform. We can also update those metrics on the platform. So going back to if little Johnny has a, has a terrible weekend and only has X or exit below or whatever it may be, uh, he can show progress by using us. We not only can they can not only use us to house their information, but we by the housing of information, those stats can be changed as well. Lance. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I always say, you know, we do two presentations a week, um, you know, in search of quality evaluators to go through our training and get on board with the platform. You cannot just uh, go on a website and sign up for this. This is something that uh, you have to uh, either come on one of our calls, uh, talk to us after the call. Um, it is definitely a screening process uh, as far as getting the uh, right people on board. So uh, when, I, when I do these calls, I make it always, I try to stress you know, all the critical points and people asking the same questions uh, usually every call. And this is probably the number one question we get every single call is who is our competition. And I always say the same thing. We have no competition based on our on our. Um, our drive, our goals, and our price point. I mean, we are number one health initiative, keeping athletes healthy for $20 a month. So there is not another program out there that cannot use us and we cannot use them. There, there, it doesn't exist. Uh, so a PBR um, program that they're going there every weekend, yeah, the downside is, like Joe said, they could have a bad weekend and they're stuck with the PBR numbers. Does that make PBR bad? Absolutely not. I think, you know, I, I've heard I've heard great things about PBR. So uh, my kids have never been through the program, but I have nothing bad to say about them, and I've heard good things. So uh, a a company like that, that um, you know, people enjoy going to, we kids are still going to want to go to PBR if they join Area Scouts that they're not going to say, oh, I'm part of Area Scouts, I'm not going to PBR now. It's, no. And there's still probably great people involved in PBR. There's, there's, they, I know they get recruiters come to their tournaments. I know they get scouts come to their tournaments. So why wouldn't you go there? If you can afford it, go for it. But the kids that can't afford it, they still have the same ability that those kids have by being able to, um, again, benefit on our program for $20 a month. So I'd say 
You're, the answer to the question is absolutely, we have zero competition. Uh, the only person that is going to say no uh, to us as we approach them is going to be someone who is probably wants to not share any of the financial upside that they currently have with their athlete database. So if they have athletes and they don't want, you know, someone else to, um, you know, have any of their income from mm -hmm. those athletes, they're probably not going to say, oh, we welcome you to come in. But anyone who's, who has an open mind that sees why we're doing this and sees that it's $20 a month would be doing a disservice to their kids if they did not uh, kind of welcome us with open arms and say hey for twenty dollars a month if you guys can help our kids stay healthy I mean my my opinion is if you have a facility that has 500 kids and a hundred of them get hurt because something was could have been detected with our program you've just lost a hundred of your own kids because you didn't want to work with us and make sure that we're doing things to keep your kids. I mean, if we can keep 50 out of your, you know, or an extra 100 of your kids from, from having an injury, then you're, you're still getting to do all the training, the hitting instruction, pitching instruction, housing them in your facility. So we're, we're actually benefiting a lot of these places by keeping the kids healthy. And I would hope that that's their initiative as well. Awesome. Now, last thing I got for you guys, and then I'll kind of open it up to anything else you want to um, you know, you want to bring up or talk about, I saw, and we kind of talked about this a little bit too, the, something you guys are doing that's a little bit different that I don't believe anybody else currently does is evaluating and ranking coaches and programs and their, you know, how, how they have a hand in, in player development. Um, can you guys touch on that a little bit and how you're going to go about that and what, what that entails? Yeah. So I, it's funny when we did my first, um, you know, we started doing these these meetings to be able to meet uh, ev potential evaluators, and I think our first one. I mean, you can hear I'm I, I'm very passionate about this, so I literally you're probably like saying to yourself on your breath, is he going to stop answering this question because I can't stop talking sometimes about it. Um, so I apologize for that if my answers are long. Uh, so my first uh, some of these meetings were going for. Like, two and a half hours kind of sit here and cover every single point that I had that I thought was important about the platform so yeah I didn't even get to the point that we um, on top of the I'm stressed too before I answer this the athlete ranking um, is done for one reason and that is not to um, it's it's not a bragging rights thing for kids to, uh, for, to try to potentially lure athletes onto the platform. It is literally a, a goal setting for the athletes. It's something that they can separate these ranks by anything, by zip code, by school, by age, by sport, by metric. It, there's over 600 different ways that they can kind of split this ranking up. So it gives them like, oh, I was ranked 12 last month in this category or overall or in this zip code or whatever and then the next month they can see improvements in their ranks in different categories it just keeps them going and just keeps them incentivized and and just you know moving forward that's the reason for the rank for the athletes the rank for uh, so what we do is we do the same exact thing based on uh, performance improvement so if you have 
your book of or your your um, player development list of athletes that are in your territory on area scouts. Uh, we have a number of what they improved on in each evaluation grade, each um, metric, each score on their resume, if you will, that's what we sometimes call it. Um, and the percentage that they have improved under you, as, as you've been their evaluator, gives you a rank, gives you a number on how you've improved them since the first day that you started working with them. So right now, it's, it's not a number that is kind of popping up on the radar on the, on the platform because we are new, but in two or three years or even a year from now, we're going to be able to literally see who has advanced their athletes the most um, in pitching, in hitting, uh, in, in whatever it is, exit velocity, bat speed, just staying healthy, those are all going to be real numbers that attach to these um, coaches, facilities, evaluators. And that, to me, is a real rank. That's the rank that I'm looking for. I want, you know, it's great when you see a rank on the kids. It's, it's cool. They like it. Their friends like it. But let's face it, at the end of the day, it's all about them staying healthy and their performance on the field what their makeup is there's so many intangibles that are not in a, a ranking number on athletes but for this for me with coaches facilities evaluators i want to be able to say because this has been something for me that that i've struggled with um i'll have parents again i coach all three of my kids i'll have parents come up to me on the field all the time say hey lance who's the best pitching instructor who's the best catching instructor who can help my kid with his bat speed who can do this who can do that and I know people who are, you know, genuinely good coaches out there. And, but I still, like, I'm referring somebody's kid to another human being that's not me. And that always was something to me that I, I did it. I still did it. And I felt confident because I knew the people. But it still wasn't me. And I just think that's such a powerful thing for a parent to ask me. And for me to give them that advice is, is changing that kid's life, essentially, if that's... You know, if that kid sticks with them through their prime years of development and that coach lets them down, I'm literally responsible for handing that name over. So what I've done and what I wanted to do, and this was one of the main things behind this, was to have these numbers associated so now I can look at a parent or I can print out, essentially, for a parent. These are everyone in this area and what they have done for athletes, how healthy those athletes have stayed, what they've improved them on, and they're all real numbers. And then I can sleep at night because I know this is really what these people have done. I just handed you a list. You can go to whoever you want. This is the ranked number one evaluation uh, evaluator in the state. This is the best facility in the state for doing this A, B, C, D, E. So I have, we're going to have real numbers to be able to pass along and make sure the kids are being taken care of past you know, our evaluation grades and that sort of thing. Awesome. Joe, anything to add? The only thing that I want to add, and we haven't seen touch upon this, is at some point, once we hit certain levels of criteria of how many kids are on the platform, we're going to have like a backdoor where scouts are going to be able to watch these, not watch the development, the, the development of these kids and be able to have access to, you know, the kids. So we're having the right eyes on all the kids, which is nice. 
Yeah, there'll be recruiter access and, and professional scout access on the platform. Um, obviously, I already have. I probably have already been referred to. Um, I'd say over a hundred um, resources or, or referrals of um, scouts and recruiters that I could probably have on this platform by tomorrow. Um, but we're waiting till we hit a certain number so that we have more of a um, you know database to offer to them instead of them coming on and you know just seeing um, you know the athletes that we've only built up in the last couple months. So probably looking at again probably the end of the year. Um, we're, we're launching uh, hockey at the end of the year. I'm, I was kind of going to plan on incorporating it then. By then, we'll have softball and baseball built up pretty well by then, get the recruiters and scouts on by end of the year and start working on um, building up our uh, hockey program. Wow. It's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of growth right there. I like that. So... Is there anything else you guys want to add in here? Anything, any questions I didn't ask that, you know, you would like to get info out on? Uh, anything along those lines? Um, I didn't really have any questions. I just, uh, I guess, I, you know, um, by being on here, anyone that's listening as, as a parent, I would say, um, you know, if they're interested in, in learning more about it, um, to, you know, you can reach out to, um, you know, maybe Joe can give his contact information at the end of the, the call and the same thing for, you know, evaluators or scouts that are looking to join the platform, you know, would like to have you talk to somebody and, and see if you would be a fit for the program. And that would, I'd like that, you know, just make sure that contact person is Joe since he got us to uh, get to do this podcast. Joe? And so that's exactly what I was going to say. So thanks for having me in mind. Awesome. I, I, I appreciate it, Derek. I, I, I want you as well as all of our listeners to know that what we've got going on is revolutionary, changing kids' kids' lives, literally. And it, it, it's at such a low price point that it's almost crazy not to, not to get involved. Right. And I'll, I'll, Joe, do you want to give your contact information, Joe, so people can reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. My email is joe, J-O-E, at areascouts, A-R-E-A-S-C-O-U-T-S dot com. So joe at areascouts dot com. My phone number direct that goes direct to me is 941-681-8502. So the email once again is joe at areascouts.com, J-O-E at, at A-R-E-A-S-C-O-U-T-S dot com. And my phone number is 941-681-8502. Perfect. Awesome. I will include that information in the podcast post itself and on the other, um, on the other, po- you know, other posts, if that's all right with you, Joe. And get the uh, get the info out there. And like I said, I, you know, part part of the reason I started this podcast was to get more info and be able to build build up baseball specifically in Western New York, but also be able to share information in different ways across the country. And you know, anybody who's you know taking steps to try to make the game and you know the game better as a whole and the game better for kids is 
absolutely always welcome on my podcast. I, I enjoyed having you guys. Um, you know, if you want to come on again, you know, in three, six months, whatever, I'd love to have you, you know, can update on things that have changed, things that are better, new, different, anything else. You know, I'd love to have you guys on again. Um, this is a great conversation. And like I said, I will share this stuff out there and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get people fired up. We'll get people going on this thing. And I appreciate it, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for your time. Not a problem, boys.